If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone, and for those of you who are keeping track, we are exactly one week away from Christmas Eve, so get out there and have some fun and and enjoy yourselves and try not to take it all too seriously. For our listeners in the L.A. area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. For everyone else, including all those right here in the absolutely beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. The guest call-in number is toll-free, 877-697-9725. The chat room is open, so you can log in and say hi to Kaina if you want, and I will be logging into the chat room after the show for questions, comments, or concerns. So, today's episode is called Uncommon Courtesy, and... As I just mentioned, we are one week away from Christmas Eve. Now, for those of you who went ahead and did your shopping and had it all done and wrapped by Thanksgiving, okay, you know, happy for you. And, you know, there are those of us who go, really, really? But if that's your thing and and that's your tradition, you know, I'm really proud of you. Because every year I tell myself I'm going to do that, and I don't. But that's okay. For all the rest of us who will be out roaming around and looking for gifts and doing things and, and being out and about, it is an amazing time of, well, what I would like to call common, uncommon courtesy. And the reason I say that is that currently there's kind of a school of thought that says that common courtesy has become anything but common. And in the fast-paced world we live in, and especially at this time of the year, often the little niceties that we once offered each other and assume we would receive from each other are a little bit overlooked. And today we're going to be kind of looking at how something as simple as courtesy can have a huge effect on us physically, mentally, and even spiritually. It is really one of the foundation pieces for living in community, is consideration for one another. And where I live, I live up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and it is wonderful, and I love it. And one part of living up there is that you drive a mountain road and there's one lane each way and sometimes even the one lane each way almost feels like one lane total. 
and people will drive that road at a variety of speeds and you know and I've been doing it for a couple of years now so I drive it with a little more confidence than I did but not that much because the road can be very tricky sometimes and when a vehicle is moving along and you see that somebody's behind you who obviously wants to take it at a much higher speed than you're comfortable with the courtesy is to pull over and they have like little turnout areas that you can pull out into is to pull over into that and allow the person to pass you now in acknowledging that hey that was mighty nice of you to pull over so i could barrel down the mountain one flashes one hazard one's hazard lights and the idea of flashing your hazard lights is a way of letting the person behind you know that was very nice of you and i appreciate it and so, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the rule when we're driving up there. And there are times when I pull over and someone will blink their hazard lights at me, times when I pass people and I'll blink my hazard lights at them. And then the occasion when I pull over and the person just zooms by. And it's like, what, no blink blink? I would like a blink blink. I think that I deserve a blink blink. I was very nice to you. And at that moment, I have to go within myself and say, okay, what am I attaching to their acknowledgement of my being nice? And, you know, is it is it worth me getting irritated? Is it worth my stomach nodding up a little bit? Is it worth me telling myself little hard sto- stories about disrespect? when it was just maybe in that moment the person borrowed the, had borrowed a car and they didn't know where the hazard lights were. Or maybe they were thinking about something else. Story, I prefer to tell myself a good one. And the idea that not having the lights blink, not acknowledging what I did, it really isn't that important when you look at the whole big picture of, you know what, that person's going on with their day and I'm going to go on with my day and I know I did a nice thing and that's enough for me. And there is still the idea that, you know, when I see somebody blink their lights, it makes me feel good. It's like, hey, we had a moment here. You know, me and them, we'll, never, we'll probably never see each other or, you know, know each other, but we, we shared a moment of acknowledging one another. And, you know, when you're driving on the freeway and, you know, you slow down so somebody's signaling can move in front of you and you see that little wave, you know, through the back window and you go, wow, you know, they acknowledged what I did for them and that's really cool. And it's amazing how just something that small can lighten your heart. If, you know, you're walking down the street kind of feeling down and somebody looks at you and says, hey, that is a great color on you. It really brings out your eyes. You know, you can't help but stand a little taller and, you know, and maybe smile and say thank you. It is so little that it, it that is required to really either improve someone's day or make them feel devalued and make them feel less. In growing up and, you know, in previous generations, when there was a lot more human interaction and, you know, nowadays it's people texting each other and, 
you know, it, I, I was fascinated to see two young people sitting on a bench next to each other, and yet they were texting to one another. And I thought, oh, my God, turn around and talk. Look at each other. Verbalize. You know, when I grew up, if you wanted to talk to a friend, you went over to their house. Or, you know, you called them on the phone that was hooked to the wall in the kitchen. But, you know, this is a different world. And technology has some amazing, wonderful qualities to it. It gives us convenience. It gives us a way to reach out and connect. It, you know, gives us at our fingertips, at our computer, the collective knowledge of humanity. And that is pretty darn cool. You know, I mean, those of us who remember the days where you had to go and go to the library and go to the encyclopedias, which were always out of date. But here, you know, with just a few taps, you can have the collective knowledge of humanity. And that's a pretty big thing. Now, even though it provides all those wonderful things, there are places where technology seems to be leading that, you know, makes me want to scratch my head and go, hmm. And one of them is interaction that takes out the human equation. When, you know, you send somebody a text message or, um, you know, you're communicating, it's very easy to be misunderstood. If you, you know, text out, you know, wow, you're crazy. Now, if you're standing across from the person and you see them grinning at you and they roll their eyes with affection, you know what, you are crazy. As opposed to somebody looking at you like, you're crazy. I don't want to be around you. So there can be a lot of misinterpretation through, through that type of media. In my mind, there's something that it takes away from just looking at somebody in the eyes and having that connection, having that moment. And when we think about all the ways that we can, you know, look back and it's like, you know, please and thank you and excuse me and have a nice day. Yeah, it's and, and however you feel on the subject of whether it's, you know, Merry Christmas or uh, happy Holidays or, you know, Blessed Festivus or, you know, Merry Saturnalia or whatever it is, you know, Happy Hanukkah, however you acknowledge it and, and whatever works for you, I love it for you. And the idea of going through, you know, say a mall or a shopping center and seeing somebody wearing, you know, like a, a Santa hat and you just kind of look at them and grin or, you know, standing next to somebody in line and all of a sudden they start up a Christmas carol. I love that. And one of my things that I do is I actually go out on Christmas Eve to a mall because there is something about, you know what, we all waited till the last minute. We're just going to kind of roll with it. And, and people have a tendency to just look at each other and grin, like, yeah, you waited till the last minute too, so did I. And there's kind of a fun time with that. I mean, yes, you know, you can face long lines. And when you think about, you know what, I'm standing here surrounded by bright lights and things that bring back, you know, songs that bring back childhood memories of happy Christmases. 
And I think about my mom going out and, and, you know, shopping for Christmas and each one of us with our little um, allowance that we had saved up. And we would go out and, you know, and shop for each other. You know, there's a lot of very cool things about going out and shopping. And one of the things that I always liked was, you know, if I saw somebody who was struggling with packages, you know, to go up and say, hey, can I give you a hand with that? And maybe, you know, it would be a, you know, they'd kind of look at you weird. But most of the time it was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And it was nice. It was nice to know that, you know, I had made somebody's afternoon a little bit easier, you know, or, you know, if, if somebody's got like, you know, kids with them and they're trying to get through, it's like, hey, why don't you go ahead of me in the line? And they look at me like, oh, my God, are you serious? It's like, yeah, sure, you know, I've just got a few things and, you know, you've got quite a bit with you. That gesture, because I remember what it was like being in a store with my kids when they were small. And I remember every once in a while somebody would say, hey, you know, why don't you go ahead? And, you know, and it was like, wow, I've been acknowledged. Somebody saw me and wanted to do something nice for me without any gain for themselves. And that was something that I really worked to instill in my sons. Because, you know, watching them you know, because they're both really tall and, and I'm a little hobbit of a woman, so it's it's amazing to have really tall sons. And watching them both in, in stores, if somebody was trying to reach for something on one of the higher shelves, they'd just, you know, go over and, and say, hey, can I get that for you? Here here you go. And, you know, and, you know, seeing people smile at them, and it made me feel really good. It's like, wow, you know, courtesy requires nothing. And yet, it does so much for us. Whether we're receiving courtesy or whether we're providing it for somebody else, it does something within us that creates balance. It allows us to walk away going, wow, this person said thank you and they really appreciated me. And yet, even if they don't, even if they just kind of look at you or like, you know, grunt or if you say, oh, why don't you go in line ahead of me? And they don't even say thank you. They just kind of move in front of you. That doesn't take away from what you gave. It doesn't take away from what you get out of it. Little, you know, they call them random acts of kindness. Telling somebody that they look really nice. Saying that someone has a nice smile. You go up into the check checkout line and, you know, you see the, you know, in the grocery stores and you see the person there and they're just exhausted. And I've worked retail and anybody out there who has worked retail knows what it feels like to be on the register hour after hour after hour and people coming up and as if the line is your personal fault. It's like, well, you know, you're getting through people as fast as you can. And so I make a point of saying, you know, wow, you know, really a busy day today. You know, thank you so much for, you know, doing your best to take care of us and, you know, getting the line moving. And I make sure that I say it, you know, I mean, I don't yell it, but I say it loud enough so that the people behind me can hear it. And I say, wow, you know, I wouldn't want to trade places with you, but I really appreciate that you're doing your best. And one cashier almost went into tears because the person ahead of me had just ripped her a new one over something that wasn't her fault. 
And, you know, for us to remember that, you know, when we're dealing with service people, you know, if, if the food that you ordered didn't come out quite right, you know, it's, you know, you jump on the person who's who's standing there who's trying to help you. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, either I ordered something, but if, if you know, if it wasn't a correct order, it's like, well, and you could still say that nicely. But, you know, if it's like, oh, the, the steak was cooked medium instead of medium rare, you know, and I've seen people give the waiter or waitress a bad time about that. Hey, they just got an end of the plate. And, you know, the bus boys and, and bus girls or women or however they're referred to, the bus staff who just come up and, you know, clear tables. Something that I got into the habit of a long time ago was, you know, if I was at an event and especially, you know, like a public event, and I always ask the name of the person who is bussing our table. And it's like, hi, can I ask your name? And, you know, they'll look at me a little weird and they'll tell me. And, you know, I'll say, hi, my name's Eileen, and, you know, I want to thank you for taking care of us this evening. And they look at you like, oh, well, you're welcome. And then I make sure, because that way if I know their names, if I know the waiter or waitress's names, then if I need something, it's like, oh, Janet, I would really appreciate it. Do you think that we could get a little bit more coffee here? Thank you so much. And I make sure I thank them. And, you know, because a thank you, I mean, you know, it doesn't replace a tip, but I tell you what, it can it can make things a lot better. It can improve that person's day, which improves their service. You know, at this time of year, a lot of people get very, very sick and, you know, cold and flu season. And, you know, it, it just, that's the nature of the beast. My feeling is, is that when people are feeling better, when they're happier, when they're calmer, their immune system, and this has been proven, that, you know, when your immune system is, you know, is at its peak, when it's working at its generally, that's in alignment with a good state of mind, with feel, a feeling of emotional wellness goes hand in hand with physical wellness. If you're letting the season get to you and if you're, you know, letting it stretch you out, and, and hey, I know how it can be stressful. You know, I totally, you know, it's not like, oh, just, you know, let a what is it, let a smile be your umbrella and pretend like nothing's wrong. When there could be a lot going on. I mean, this is also a time of year when, you know, people who have lost someone, you know, they're really feeling it. And maybe somebody is acting a little bit like the Grinch that stole Christmas. You know, maybe they've got a reason for that. And maybe the person who does not seem receptive to courtesy is the one who needs it most. Maybe, you know, that grouchy neighbor who, you know, doesn't want the carolers to come up to their house is saddened because they're alone. Or maybe they lost someone that they loved. And watching people celebrate can be really, really hard. And if you're going through that, you know, my heart goes out to you. I know what that feels like. And, you know, I just hope that there is somebody who can see past the gruffness and, you know, maybe leave a gift on your door or, you know, sweep the snow off your walk or or just offer you something. And if you are in, in a hard place and if it's really hard for you to, you know, bring your emotions up, to bring your spirit up, then contact somebody. 
you know, even if it's to call a, a helpline or or a you know a, a crisis line, reach out, reach out to a, a church or, or synagogue or a temple or, or however you work. Um, being able to reach out is a huge piece, and sometimes one of the best things we can do for somebody is to let them be there for us. That's important. You know, if if you need to have some downtime and some alone time because you're working through something, good for you to say it. And when you're done working with that alone time, how about you sit down with somebody and have some hot chocolate or a nice cup of tea or, you know, share a meal? Because while it comes out so much more at this time of the year, it really is year-round, 365 days that kindness and courtesy will improve a situation. Reaching out to one another. We are communal creatures. We live in community. And maybe, you know, most of the people don't even acknowledge a kind act, which I don't believe, you know, but, you know, there are some of the things like, well, you know, most people aren't in the frame of mind to be able to even notice that. I believe that it's noticed. Maybe they're not in a space where they can really say something or maybe they just don't know what to do with kindness. You know, some people just like, uh, 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 and walk away. And it's not because they're being rude. It's because maybe they've been so used to having people beat them down and and say mean things to them that they don't know what to do with kindness. But it's good to offer it anyway, saying please, saying thank you, saying excuse me, that is a very cool thing. And when you can look somebody in the eye and, you know, offer that connection, even better. Yeah, it's however you can do it, even if it's like sending a text to someone who you know does nice things, you know, shoot them out a text and say, hey, just wanted to let you know you're appreciated. And thank you. When we let somebody pass in a line, when we pay the toll for the car behind us, which I've done, which is really very cool. You know, the person drives up past and they wave. But, you know, doing something like that. There was, um, I read an article that said that toll takers will actually start counting cars because, you know, when one person pays for the car behind them, then that person it's like, well, here, here's for the car behind me. And, you know, they'll see how many cars in a row will have the person, you know, pay behind them. So, you know, it, it really is very cool. It makes us feel good. And when we feel good, our bodies respond well. When we are able to, even if we're in a place of sadness, if we can still reach out and see kindness in the world, if we can still offer kindness to someone, then that does come back. You know, if it doesn't come back from that person, it's going to come back from someone else. And any chance to make someone's day, someone's holiday, someone's life a little bit better, we never know how important an effect that has. We never realize that maybe that person was going through something difficult and that one act of compassion, that one act of courtesy allowed them to to have hope. I mean, you know, it may not be a big deal, 
but maybe it is. And I know what I feel like inside when I'm walking away after I've been kind to someone, after I've shown courtesy, after, you know, if, if I'm on a bus and an elder comes up and, you know, there's no seats, I will give up my seat. And the look that they give me, it's like, well, no, that's okay. I said, no, 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 you sit down. Or a pregnant woman or someone with kids. You know, believe me, all of us who have been out there who have had kids should definitely be kind to, you know, the those new parents because Lord knows they, they need some help. You know, they they need all the kindness they can get. And for our elders, you know, Say it's like, oh, you know, you go ahead of me in line. That's okay. I've only got a few things. You know, if if you see him struggling with the bags, you know, can I help you with that? If somebody is looking like maybe they're not so stable on their feet or, you know, maybe they're tired at the mall, you know, just to go up and say, hey, are you okay? Are you all right? Seeing a lost child in a store. It's okay. We'll we'll find your mama. We'll find your dad. It's all right. It is a part of humanity for us to connect to one another. How we connect is up to us. And being able to share something that costs us nothing, to give a gift that we receive as much as the other person receives, you know, we, in fact, sometimes I, I feel more, you know, it it just makes me want to, you know, have a little, you know, lift in my step when I've had a chance, especially when I'm feeling down, to do something for somebody else, because I know that that's going to come back to me, and my body responds to it. You know, my cold may not feel so bad, or I go through the whole season and never get a cold. When you are able to tap into your community, whatever your community is, in a way that you both get to come away from it and feel good, you know, not so bad. Make a few people laugh along the way. You know, there's a lot of hard things that are happening in the world. And one of the ways, you know, none of us can change the whole world but we can affect little bits of it. And we can either feed into, you know, that part that's sad, or we can look for those little sparks of, you know, that part that is the best of humanity. And if you're looking around and you cannot see that, then maybe it's residing inside you. Maybe it's inside you waiting to start that chain reaction, waiting to be the first person to pay the the toll for the person behind you. Each one of us can be a catalyst for something very, very cool. And when we do that, you know, you see, you know, people who are older and and elders and, you know, and they're going on in their lives and, you know, it's like, wow, you know, they just seem to, you know, have this really great attitude and they seem to be able to be moving forward in life. You know, I have an uncle who is in his 80s, and yet he's one of the happiest people I've ever met. 
and he's had a lot of loss in his life, and, you know, he, he lost his wife, and he lost a child, and parents, and, you know, and siblings, and, and all of that, and yet, there's something in him that is just like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm going to go do this, and he keeps retiring, and then he goes back to work, because he is someone who always believes that ultimately it's going to be okay and that he can be a part of making it okay. And everyone out there can be a part of making it okay because someone somewhere is going to make it okay for us. So, you know, go out, enjoy this the, the countdown week, seven days and counting from Christmas Eve, and look for the little kindnesses that somebody gives you so that you can pass that on. Because, you know, if we're all a little bit kinder to each other, we can make some pretty amazing things happen in the world. And maybe the news won't be quite so gloomy. And maybe they'll even start making news out of the good things that happen. So, go out and have fun and enjoy life. And if this is a hard time for you, if it does feel like you know, you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. If, it, if you're really overwhelmed with something, please talk to someone. Find someone who will listen. And if you can't find someone, doggone it, contact me. You can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com and we can, we'll figure it out. So until next week, balance, and I wish you blessings. I wish you many common courtesies. I wish you thank yous and excuse me's, and you're welcome. And I wish everyone out there an absolutely wonderful week because once Christmas comes and goes and all the wrapping paper's done and all the returns are made and exchanges made, We'll be starting a brand new year. Let's make it a wonderful one. Until next week, this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care, everyone.